Over 2,000 years ago, two disillusioned disciples walked along a dusty road to Emmaus. They had just witnessed Jesus, their friend and leader, whom they hoped to be the Messiah, suffer a gruesome death by crucifixion. Doubt, fear, and uncertainty clouded their conversation as they journeyed home questioning the future. Until something miraculous happened. The risen Jesus appeared and answered their questions. Today, many young Catholics step onto college campuses with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed of faith given to them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, scheduled to be released in the summer of 2021, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. To pre-order your copy and help spread the word about the book, visit patchworkheart.org. The St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, in partnership with Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network, presents a podcast for families in crisis. Hello, and welcome to a podcast from the St. Raymond Onatis Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. My name is Anne DeSantis, and you can learn more about us at nonatis.org online. And this is our Ten Commandments series. We're up, up to part three, so welcome you back for those who have been listening. And with me, I have uh, Mickey Kelly. He is the president of the St. Raymond Onatis Foundation, and I want to welcome you, Mickey. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Anne. It's great to be back here once again. Yeah, it is great because we had a good couple of talks on the first two parts of the series. Uh, the first one, we did the first three commandments, and then we did the second part was commandment number four, which was to honor your, your father and your mother. So on this podcast, we are actually going to cover three commandments. We're going to do number five, number seven, and number eight. Now I'll read what those are, and then we'll unpack each one. So the first one is uh, thou shalt not kill. Number seven is thou shalt not steal. And number eight is thou shalt not bear false witness. Okay. So let's start out with thou shalt not kill. And uh, Mickey, I wondered if you could start us out with any reflections or thoughts that you have on that one. Sure. So believe it or not, in, in Hebrew, the, the commandment, actually, the verb was um, ratzak, um, and then translated, it means murder. So I actually had a little debate with someone recently, is it does shall not kill or does shall not murder? Apparently, it is murder. So that's actually what the original text was from the Hebrew. So, yeah. Um, but of course, when we look at the fifth commandment, when it comes to murder, when it comes to um, where grounds for murder, well, you have abortion, you have euthanasia, you have the death penalty, which, of course, we heard news recently that Virginia um, abolished, became the latest state to abolish it. And those are like some different different forms. 
Now there are also some, there's also been debate about suicide. Like they believe it's like an automatic um, sentence to hell, but then the Vatican recently said that, that they, they don't understand the people's state of mind the moment they take their own life. They like, you know, of course it's all like, uh, it's all about psychology and everything. But one of the things, uh, of course, and you and I, is, um, of course, we see this a lot, like we um, be peaceful witnesses outside of um, abortion facilities in the Philly area. And of course, you and I had some um, interesting stories from the abortion, uh, our time outside of Planned Parenthood during the times we were asked, we were approaching or asked to take an hour or two. So in the Catholic Church, as we see it, the Catholic Church, since the since the dawn of the first century, since the dawn of its founding, has time and time again has come has doubled down their teachings that the sanctity of life is precious from the moment of conception until natural death. Now, are there exceptions to the rule? The two main ones mostly is self-defense. So, say for example, someone was trying to come at me like a psychopathic maniac or whatever it is, and I take um, a weapon to you know, try to uh, stop him, that's grounds for, that's grounds for self-defense right there. And that's not a, that's not a sin. The other one too, would be during a time of war. So that would be like, if you're a soldier and if you had to kill, you know, an enemy combatant, then that's, 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 you know, that's like, you know, you're exempt from that particular rule. Now, thank you for sharing on that one. And yes, you're right. You and I have the experience of going to abortion facilities in the Philadelphia area and praying outside of those. And uh, that commandment has so much to do with it, doesn't it? And, sure. and then thank you for mentioning those exceptions, because it is good for people to know that, that there are, uh, when I say that the church recognizes it, right? The church recognizes that sometimes with those uh, areas of defense or self-defense is different than, you know, killing, actually, mm -hmm. you know, abortion or killing or homicide, things like that. Now, let me read something I just found, if I could. It was on EWTN on the Ten Commandments, and it just says that the commands are safeguarding of one's own life and bodily welfare and that of others, and it forbids unjust killing suicide, abortion, sterilization, dueling, endangering life, and limb of self for other or others. Now, they, they use the word limb, L-I-M-B, of self or others. So uh, maybe we can just unpack that together. Like first, let's talk about this unjust killing. Um, would you have any words of advice or wisdom on that? Well, and I mean, you look at our country, you know, the culture of life has been um, has been brutalized, has been, you know, teared off limb from limb. You, it, no, you know, no pun, like, you know, literally speaking, you know, for half a century. And you look at how most of the, ca the Catholic faith will have been very silent, e even most of our clergy, too, because I'm willing I'm waiting to hear a priest, you know, mention every given Sunday you know, why it's wrong to just, you know, decide to commit murder, whether it's like the, you know, a child in the womb of a, of a wonderful mother to someone that's on death row who committed, you know, with a serial killer, you know, like a kind of like a born to kill person. 
I'm still waiting. Want I'm still waiting to hear the priest why you know no the person from let's say 10 weeks old or the moment of conception to 88, maybe 120 years old, why their life matters. And if we look at the episode from the pandemic, it wasn't just those that, you know, were stricken by the, like the severe case of the virus, but you also had the scandal in um, battleground states, such as our home state, Pennsylvania, um, our neighbor at the empire state of New York. Um, we look a little West we also had uh, Michigan, and also I will say um, on the West Coast, um, California. I'm sorry, I, I, that's Father Matt failing when he says that. Yeah, California, of course. Um, <laughs> but but in all seriousness, the, the states I mentioned, they had a scandal in which they rushed COVID-infected elderly into these nursing homes, and it spread like wire, wildfire. Now, you keep in mind, too, when you get older, your body begins to slow down, particularly your immune system. Now, if you do something before you get old, like if you exercise, you eat the right foods or whatever, you may stand a chance. I mean, I've heard of some 90-year-old uh, year old people who came down with COVID, they still survived. Pray, praise the Lord for that. But, but the reality is, like the way I see it, life is precious. And you have to ask yourself, like, why would you want to take Away, the life of that other person. Is it for your own gratification? Is it for, you know, some sort of gain that in the end is going to leave you empty, and it's going to leave, you know, it, 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 believe it or not, the moment you break the fifth commandment, you are you actually just create a void from receiving the grace of God, and the only way that can be, that could be forgiven is when you confess it, when you seek God's mercy. And let's face it, I mean, you know, Jesus, when he hung on that cross, he has thought of every single person that would commit sins of the flesh. And one of the and one of the major sins of the flesh would be, you know, the un, unmerciful murder of another innocent human ba a human life. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, such wisdom. Because when we think about killing, many people associate this particular commandment as the worst one. I think, but sure. then when people think like, you know, mur like they'll shine a murder, I mean, it's like, oh, like, I don't want to go up and just walk up to a person like, boom, like be all out of jealousy or whatever. It's, it's, it's a little deeper than that. I mean, of course, too. And another thing too, with the, the fifth commandment is like, you also, it also is like a little deeper, like you don't want to inflict harm on the other person. Now, if they were trying to strike you and you want to counter back, it's like, I think of like, you have like the shield up. And then you put you thrust a sword or something like something like that. Like you want to, it was of course self defense. But let's say like someone came at me, try to throw a punch. I kind of deflect and it's like, or like you know maybe, like you know kind of like a fight and flight kind of thing, your reaction. So and of course scenarios like that are very common. Like and that's a it's exempt to the rule. So as long as you are defending yourself without you know provoking the whole thing, then you're you're you then you know you haven't you didn't break that rule. Yeah, and the church says the same thing regarding defense. So thank you for covering that. I thought I'd read something from the catechism, and it's uh, uh, it's actually from the on Vatican VA website. It's for the fifth commandment. It says, "You, you shall not kill." You heard that it was said to the men of old, "You shall not kill," and whoever kills shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who's angry with his brother shall be liable to judgment. And then. In Article 2258, it says human life is sacred 
because it's beginning in, because its beginning involves the creative action of God and it remains forever in a special relationship with the creator who is its sole end. God alone is the Lord of life from its beginning until its end. No one can under any circumstance claim for himself the right directly to destroy an innocent human being. And it's interesting that they ended on that note, innocent human being, because that's something, Mickey, that you've been involved with for so many years. And you probably have some stories to share before we go on to the next commandment. So I thought maybe tell us more, if you could, your experience with people who are literally, you're seeing people every week when you go to Planned Parenthood, making that decision and not realizing it. What has that been like for you? And have you ever seen people turn around and say, you know what? I know now this is wrong. I can't do it. And I could probably give you um, a long list, but we have two other commandments to go. I mean, I, I wish we could do a, a, like a special edition of the fifth commandment, but you know, that would be for discussion for another time. I would say one of the things that it really stood out to me. I mean, and of course, it's not just I pray I said a Planned Parenthood, but there's also another abortion facility in Philadelphia with 6,500 murders a year. And it's the largest in the state of Pennsylvania, not affiliated with the notorious giant of Planned Parenthood. And every week, like, well, of, of recent, you, you have a security guard that kind of snickers at you, maybe taunt you, uh, you know, and of course, it, you know, she has like explicit language and like some of us, some of us like kind of surmise she has like a, a porn addiction, especially like the way she was like talking to other people. And then we had um, this like male escort. He had to be maybe my age, a little younger. It turned out he, he like he got uh, he got kicked out because he got into a um, a quarrel with like a pro-lifer. He like tried to throw a chair on the pro-lifer. You know, he had to defend himself, of course. And the facility found out about it. They told him not to come back anymore. I mean, that was a good day for us. Like we don't have to listen to him, like, you know, shooting his mouth off over unnecessary things. And then you also have like this uh, woman uh, named Lynn Moulter, who is a professor at Swarthmore University. And she always likes to I swear, like she takes her video camera with her everywhere she goes. She likes to take videos of pro-lifers. It, it, number one, it's, it's probably a way of like intimidation, but two, also like, you know, I just always ask myself, like, what did she do with all the video? I always wonder that. And she's she was hardcore. She's she's been hardcore for, for for as long as I can remember. But some of the seasoned people I know that they've known her, you know, before I came to the scene. But on to some of the saves. Uh, at Planned Parenthood just recently on the Feast of the Annunciation, actually, this just happened. Um, I saw a couple young ladies walk in. I offered information. They originally declined. So I just, um, you know, just stand watch. And about a few minutes later, one girl came out. It was like she was waiting for her. She was, like, getting her laptop out and just, like, you know, maybe just, like, you know, maybe doing homework or whatever it is. And then the other girl that she came with she came out and I was like watching the whole scene from the other side of the fence, of course. I mean, I was going to say something, but there was like some construction or um, there some maintenance going on across the street that was causing a lot of noise. So it probably would have shut me out. Plus, I was also wearing a, a face diaper across my face all because of this whole thing. And and then once they actually and then I was just like, you know what? That was my moment. So I did the flying novena, which is 
which was made uh, popular by um, St. Teresa of Calcutta. So basically, for those who don't know the flying novena, it's basically the, the memory, you say it nine times straight. And that's all that I've heard. That's been a very powerful uh, spiritual weapon. And boy, I put it to good use. And then when I finished it about less than a minute later, those two young ladies came out of the gate. I gave them a blessing bag with a, like the lifesavers, the, the brochures, the coupon for free ultrasound. Bing, bada, boom. And they just walked away. And I, I was like, my gosh, I had a turnaround today. So I, everybody was super excited about it. I will also say there were times too, and I think you and I actually saw this just recent as well. We saw a young lady that seemed like she was in some agonizing pain. Just it kind of remind it, it, agonizing pain as she was coming out. And I remember there were times that there was, I think we tried to offer information and she just like declined, even though we want her to, you know, second, you know, give her, you know, give her a second thought, you know, and, and let's face it. Abortion is is very ugly. It is real. And there's no denying that. No matter how many times you want to like look the other way. Yeah, I mean, how many times you just want to say, like, you want to you want to be like punches pilot and just wash your hands clean of everything. I mean, you you never realize it, but the escorts, the workers in these industries, they may not realize it, but they are compliant and accessory to the innocent of the, to the, to the shedding of innocent blood. And if any of them are listening to this podcast, and I hope they are, I am calling on you in the name of Jesus to repent of your wickedness and start walking the way of the gospel of life. Thank you, Mickey. It needs to be said because um, there's nothing more precious than life. And so what it comes down to, as much as, it as much as it seems like a fight or an argument, it's really not an argument or a fight. What it is, it is just clear right from wrong. That's all it is. And so uh, thank you. you know, and I do think we need a lot of prayer. So people who are listening to this podcast, please do you know, pray for the pro-life movement because at the heart of it is this fifth commandment, right? At the heart of it. Now, before we move on to the next uh, commandment, I thought we could just read off some of those other areas of what the church, you know, forbids. So um, it says it forbids unjust killing, suicide, abortion, sterilization, dueling, in danger of life of uh, and limb of self or others. Now, uh, we could talk about suicide for a few minutes, I guess. Um, and we know that when someone commits suicide, they're murdering themselves. Now, there was a time that, um, and I don't have that document or anything in front of me to, to um, give the correct documentation, but I know that the church uh, still calls it murder, but sometimes there are people who do that. They kill themselves and they've been under uh, psychological um, stress and they've been not really there mentally, right? So the church has mercy on that, I believe. I don't know if you had anything to say on that one. Yes, it, I, I believe that there has been some um, some gray lining with the suicide thing. And let's face it, it is debatable. But I mean, the fact too is that 
and also too, like the moment the person commits suicide, they are passing on the burden of their problems to someone else. Now, I mean, there also have been some post-abortive women that have been guilty of, you know, doing, you know, doing something like this. Some of them attempted it, but they survived. And now they're, they're, you know, advocating for life by the grace of God. But that's, it, um, it, it, it's, and let's face it, it's tough because mental health has actually been on the rise ever since we're, that, since we're trying to come out of this pandemic. Mental health cases have been on the rise, especially among a lot of um, high schoolers, but um, like, I would say middle to high schoolers that there's been a very high case, especially with this whole, you know, hybrid scheduling or virtual learning 100%. It's like really taking a toll on them. And there's been some articles recently. And even now, like the, the CDC, it's, uh, I mean, as we're, you know, as people are hearing this podcast, some of them are urging the schools to start reopening for in-person classes. Now there is a way to do it. I mean, hopefully, you know, I mean, hopefully we could, hopefully there's, um, you know, hopefully we can, um, you know, hopefully there's be, there'll be some, um, they'll, hopefully they'll hear this, but I mean, the, the last thing we want to do is like, we want to inflict, you know, mental harm to the, to the young children, you know, with all this, because, you know, e even some pediatricians, you know, know this well, I mean, they do better with in-person and let's face it, I mean, vir virtual things do inflict harm and, and it does increase, you know, the risk of drug use and even, even suicide. And one of the ways we can prevent this is to have some sort of, you, you know, have some sort of like, you know, make sure they, that they can, you know, be with it because they're facing, they're not seeing their friends every day, like doing a pickup game of ball or like, you know, interactions about the lunch table, whatever it's, you, you know, it's, it's, it's really, and of course too, now the Catholic church is starting to begin to be concerned of, you know, the, the flocks, you know, mental well being, And I'd love to see more of that, you know, for the years to come. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, this is all, these are all matters that we can learn about, pray about, and, you know, keep our eyes open because like, like you said, um, when you go something through something like a global pandemic, when people are forced to stay home and, and forced to not interact in person and things like that, um, it does cause sometimes some stress for people. And um, so we have to have mercy always. And we always have to remember to reach out because there is always that risk of suicide, right? I mean, there is a risk sometimes that people would consider taking their own lives. So um, moving on, on that same commandment again, um, and I'll just repeat uh, some of those things is uh, it says sterilization, dueling, endangering life limit of self or other. So I also have to add, I think that... Um, when you think about the 10 commandments and when you think about thou shalt not kill, we can kill people also with our words too. So mm -hmm. just want to mention that, put that out there that remember sometimes when people use words that harm or kill others and maybe even cause them to harm themselves or somebody else that can also lead to breaking that fifth commandment. So um, sure. that's right. Let's move on to our next commandment, and that is thou, thou shalt not steal. Uh, under this commandment, uh, and I'm reading this from EWDN.com about the Ten Commandments. It says, respect for the property and rights of others, the paying of just debts, paying just wages to employees, integrity in public office. And it forbids, I'll read all the things that it forbids, would be theft, 
damage to the property of others, not paying just debts, not returning found or borrowed, borrowed articles, giving unjust measure or weight in selling, not paying just wages, bribery, graft, cheating, fraud, accepting stolen property, not giving an honest day's work for wages received and breach of contract. There's a lot there. Sure. I mean, that's going to take a while to unpack. Um, let's start with, um, if we could, on your thoughts on respecting the property and rights of others. Let's start, start there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like um, you, you've laid it out perfectly. So you definitely don't want to like cheat people, scam people, um, you know, things like, of that nature. You, you do want to put in honest work. Now, when it, the seventh commandment could also be applied to, to like an academic setting. I mean, some people may not realize it, but plagiarism is really a, a big thing or even forgery. Last time I checked, forgery is a, fel is a federal crime, if I'm not mistaken. So say if you forge someone's signature, unless they gave you authorization to do it, then, you know, that's grounds for, you know, you can land yourself with some serious time with, you know, the, with the feds, of course, especially if there's like a serious crime brewing. Um, I, I also say, like, you also just want to make sure, like, like you want to make sure you're not like cheating people when it comes to like, like you said with wages and also too like you always reminded too like hey you got to make sure that you also got to make sure you're checking to make sure like you're keeping a log of your hours and all that when you're working so that way you got a clear-cut case and if your supervisor doesn't doesn't believe you then you have to go to the next person you know so that because i mean keep in mind work people that work you know you have rights um, another thing that, and of course, another thing with the seventh commandment, like I'll go back to the whole um, academic, um, the academic umbrella, and not just like with plagiarism, like, like, you know, I always remember the professors, they were trying to drill in your head, you have to cite your sources. And let's say if you don't, you know, cite it properly, you're going to be in the dean's office without it. And you may not, you may not like it. But guess what? I mean, hey, you got to put in your, your honest day of work. Another thing too, like, you know, like uh, cheating, like, you know, giving out answers to like, let's say an exam or quiz or anything. And, and believe me, there has been some scandals, let's suggest the one that happened at Stanford University that center around some uh, known celebrities. And you know what? I mean, let's face it. I mean, I mean, hey, look, I mean, I understand there's like a lot of pressure and everything, but you still got to put, you, you still got to put in your best effort, no matter what it takes. Because I mean, you, I mean, like it, all, it, all the only the and you know what honesty is the key to, you know, to obeying that commandment. Because if you're not honest, how do you expect people to, to trust you? Yeah, it's so true. And I think people do steal in our world. Obviously, um, I'll just give a quick personal story. This is from a long, oh, long right, right, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, a quick personal story about my experience with actually watching stealing right in front of my face uh, was when I was working in retail. Now, granted, this is a long time ago, early, like kind of mid nineties. And I was working in a uh, retail store and someone came over to me. Um, they had a bag that it was like an open bag that had this big kind of like aluminum foil type, like covering all around the bag, like inside of the bag. And I remember learning uh, through the classes that we had to take about theft, that that was something that they used to put like 
clothing in so that the beepers wouldn't go off when they would try to walk out. You know how the clothing is like sometimes has those tags mm -hmm. that, and what, by putting it inside this bag, it was their way of stealing. So as soon as I saw it and I saw they had something inside of it and then they started to run out the store and I had to immediately call the security guard, they started to run. And um, so it was a sad, but an interesting thing for me to watch of how people sort of plan these things out. You know, they're gonna go in, they're gonna steal, they're gonna run, they're gonna do their best to get away with it. And I think that we need to also just let people know on this podcast that even if you didn't do something like that, that any kind of stealing is wrong. You know, if you go into someone's home or uh, you go into a hotel and you take stuff from the hotel or whatever it is, you know, I mean, uh, stealing is stealing. And so we need to uh, remember that that is one of the, the commandments. Um, and let's back up a little bit because you said something about politicians and that's another one that's on the list. It says integrity in public office. Thou shalt not steal. Talk about that, Mickey. Sure. So, I mean, if you look at some of the politicians today, I, I mean, I'm not going to name any names, but some of them are like, they've been in office for too long. And I feel like most of them have been, you know, using that, um, using their, their status to get like, you know, you know, get an upper hand over people and just, you know, I mean, the, the, of course, that the church does, you know, it does encourage, you know, people seeking public office, you know, to not only just follow the, the, you know, follow, you know, the church doctrine and of course, you know, the catechism, but also, you know, just seek out, you know, the common good, you know, for others. And, and sadly, you know, you look at the politicians today, not only do they reject this, say, um, you know, the social views of what the church is, but many of them, you know, they just, do it, you know, for their own gain, so to speak. I mean, look at some of the politicians' paychecks. I mean, most of them are like buying homes, and then sometimes you got to scratch your head and like think to yourself, like, "Oh, wait a minute, what the heck is with all this? How, how the heck are they getting all this money?" And apparently, you know, it's like this, this, uh, this system. That I, I mean, I won't get into too many details here because this is not this is not Larry King live or anything. But there is a system that God rest um, your soul. God rest uh, Larry King's soul, by the way. Um, but but that there's a system that is making some of these politicians who have been in probably even um, have been in office for long before I was born, Anne, longer than and of course longer than your marriage with the wonderful Angelo. Amazing Angelo, I should rather say. Thank you so much. Maybe he's listening, so we say hello. Hi, Angel. Hi. <laughs> yeah, he, he will be listening, no doubt about it. You're going to make that happen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, but back on topic before we get sidetracked here with a comedy hour. But anyway, um, so I mean, like one of the, some of the things I, I, I feel like too, it's not just for politicians, but celebrities or even people of any sort of elite class. And most of them are like, you know, I think most of them are just like, all they care about is money, 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 money. And you know what, they should start really, I mean, you, they, they really have to start thinking of others. And last time I checked, greed is a capital sin in the Catholic Church. And the best antidote for greed is generosity. Amen. And you know, politicians need to hear that message too, that thou shalt not kill has something to do with their, their daily lives and all of our daily lives, right? We, we need to keep these commandments in our heads and in our hearts. Um, mm -hmm. Let me just unpack some of these other ones. So we said theft, damage to property and others, not paying 
just debts and not returning found or borrowed articles. I thought that was an interesting one. Let's talk yeah. about that because everybody sure. does that sometimes. I hate to say it, but people do it even by mistake. You know, you kept uh, somebody, you went over somebody's house and you were cooking and you took the, the baking dish home. And, you know, maybe the person would say, oh, no big deal. You forgot to give it back. But it is still a borrowed thing, right? And right, right. keep those things in mind. So let's talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can think of a few examples of it that my mom has some of these plastic containers. She would give food to, let's say, my brother. Maybe he's watching this. So he'll be, I'm holding accountable to this one. Or like some people in my family, like either my sister, my brother, or even my dad, like um, they'll take like some left, like some food we had for dinner, maybe like have it as like leftovers, like maybe like another night during the week or whatever. And I actually, well, of course, this, well, this, well, this is, there's exception. Of course, my dad acknowledged that and he brought home like maybe a bag full of containers. And I was like, oh, I, I forgot to get this to you. I was like, yeah. And like, like you said, Ann, but then there's like, like, um, do you still have my containers and maybe you're lying about it and then you do have it, you know, but I mean, I can understand like, like, oh, I'm not sure. I mean, I can understand if you say, I'm not sure. Like it's better to be uncertain to check than uncertain than you check be like, oh yeah, I got it. I'll, I'll bring it over to you the next day or something. Can I give a quick story? Um, and, and it has to do with this. And it was a guilt that I had for so many years. Um, I had a friend in college. Her name was Diane. And I don't know, maybe she's listening. Who knows? Um, but anyway, long story short, years ago, and we're talking Mickey back in the 80s. She had given me, uh, it wasn't a DVD set. It was a, a tape set of learning Italian. And um, I had it in my basement for years. And I felt so guilty that, you know, I had lost touch with Diane, but lo and behold, I still had this Italian, learning how to speak Italian because of course my husband is, his, his family is from Italy and, um, you know, it, it was something that uh, we, I wanted to do, but never really did. And when I saw that I still had it in the basement, it just killed me. And one day my husband, now this was, we're talking 25 years later. Okay. My husband was working in an office building and lo and behold, who did he run into? But Diane. Mm. And he said to Diane, Oh, uh, Aunt Diane said, how is, how is Ann doing? Cause he, she didn't talk to me in a while. Angelo said, she's doing well. Well, as soon as Angelo told me that he saw her, I said, well, <laughs> it's so funny because I still have those Italian tapes, you know, learning how to speak Italian. And even though not a lot of people weren't using DVDs or tapes or anything anymore, I asked him to tell her about this. So after all of those years, she finally got back the the set i mean just a funny story but it lifted that guilt because i had not stayed in touch with her and of course i didn't want to steal right but knowing that i still had them packed away somewhere down in my basement but um but yeah that was a a weight that was lifted and uh praise god for that so uh let's move on then to a couple more during on this whole topic of, of stealing is that it says um bribery graft, cheating, fraud, accepting stolen property. Let's talk about those. 
I mean, who would think about accepting stolen property? I mean, because sometimes someone will sell something to someone and if they don't know, obviously it's not a sin, right? If they don't know, but once you know that something that you're being sold was stolen, I mean, then you're part of it too. And you need to uh, make a, make a wrong right somehow and get it back to its rightful owner. Yeah. I mean, I think too, like, um, I think example of that would be like, say, if you got something that seemed like a little um, damaged or whatever the case is. Now, there has been times where I heard about, say, for example, there were some instances where there was some um, sports memorabilia, like sports apparel. Some of them were actually, most of them were counterfeit. Like they were sold like on the streets instead of something that was like, say like you were selling at Dick's Sporting Goods or like one of those like uh, major um, sporting goods stores. Well, um, long um, long rest uh, models, unfortunately, since they were pretty popular. I still remember the days when I used to go in there and pick up stuff for um, running season or I'm getting my mom like some of her uh, Yankees gear. She's a Yankees fan, by the way. Sorry to offend uh, Red Sox fans that are listening to this. But anyway, so yeah, they like there are some things that are like you know counterfeit and like they they say like get to look at like how it looks and all that. So of course too, like I mean sometimes we not we may not even realize it too. Like you know something could have been used like you know for like there was used for let's say let's say like there was used for a bank robbery, even or even like you will say like a major crime. Of course, but eventually you know the cops will. Of course, like the most important things, you got to question everything that that comes to you when they try to when someone's trying to sell you something. You have to you have to start asking the right questions. Otherwise, you're just going to be, you know, use this bait for something, you know, for a serious, you know, serious problem. Right. And it's good. Thank you for sharing. It's good that we discuss these things, because these are things that people might not think of when they think about thou shalt not steal. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's good for us to talk about them. And then the very last one, before we go on to the last uh, number, commandment number eight, is uh, it says not giving an honest day's work for wages received and breach of contract. So, you know, you're a working man. I'm a working woman, right? Um, we need to give an honest day's work for how we're being paid. Mm -hmm, for sure. If, if you do anything, do more than do less, right? I mean, so oh, that's, sure, that's yeah. the way I look at it, you know, just do more than do less. Yeah, and of course, like um, where I work, like once you clock in, you're slated to make sure you log into um, cell phones. So we have like a cell phone that would help like that we would receive orders and everything. And we have to shop around the store. So basically, I think if you don't, like log into your phone, let's say within 15 to 20 minutes, that would be um, like, you're basically abusing, like, you know, you're abusing your time, so to speak. And that's actually for grounds for either a final written warning or immediate termination. So you don't really want to jeopardize it. And it, I mean, of course, I've been hearing stories from coworkers that there have been people that have been let go because of that violation. Like they would just maybe just clock in but with, but of course they wouldn't take their phone and they will, they would just like go somewhere and like, you know, just a, like, just, um, abuse the time. And then maybe use the phone like about like an hour later or something. And there also have been times where maybe you lied about you were at work 
maybe like you, you like without authorization you were like logged in to you know you clocked into your like your work site or whatever they of course they could um they would have an issue with it and that could also be ground for termination as well so there has been some examples of it too and of course like also you also have to make sure like you know you show well I mean, sometimes I know things that like, there are things out of your control, like maybe you have like an emergency or whatever, you know, just make sure just take the honest day off and everything. Just don't worry about work or anything. Also make sure like you help out your, your coworkers, which is very important. The other thing too, that's, that's grounds for it is, you know, you know, just make sure that, you know, you, you know, you just make sure you also are honest with your, um, your manager and you know, your coworkers because that, you know, because, you know, they can find out and maybe like what you told them maybe may not be true. And they, they could, you know, you could be, uh, you can be in serious trouble with that. So. No, thanks for sharing. It needs to be said again, I think, because sometimes when we think of thou shalt not kill, we think of actual murder. Some people don't even associate it with something like abortion or, or other things. Um, now, the last one under this commandment that I have written here that I'd like to discuss is, uh, as I said, breach of contract. So that's another thing. Somebody signs a contract or something and and now without working it out, you just don't honor it at all, you know? And so that's another way of stealing. Have have you ever had an experience like that or do you know anyone who who has? To my knowledge, I cannot really think of, but I don't know anyone personally, but I know there has been cases where you know, some people did go on strike due to like unsafe work conditions. Or of course, like maybe they weren't getting their, you know, like maybe they weren't getting their fair share or whatever it is. I mean, of course, look at too, some of the uh, professional athletes, like how many of them would hold out like from reporting to like training camp, preseason, whatever it is until a new contract was like, you know, on the table, whatever. I mean, how many times have that, has that happened? It has happened quite frequently. Yeah. And it's interesting that it's underneath this commandment, isn't it? Because sure. I, I, to be quite honest, I'm not sure that I would have immediately associated breach of contract under uh, thou shalt not steal, but it certainly is underneath that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we need to keep that in mind too. I mean, I think it really kind of delves into lying as well. So it's not just stealing, it's lying both. So um, let's move on to our last one then, Mickey. So our last commandment for this podcast today is um, number eight. It's thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. The commands are truthfulness, respect for the good name of others, the observance of secrecy when required. It forbids lying, in, in, injury to the good name of others, slander, tailbearing, rash judgment, contemptuous speech, and the violation of secrecy. I think that this is a great one to unpack because people gossip, people talk mm -hmm. about others, people, you know, bear false witness all the time and lie and, and get people, get other people, the innocent people in trouble sometimes. So let's start out with, um, let's start out with lying. I didn't know if you had any thoughts on that. Cause that's something that people yeah. do all the time, right? Yeah. Like how many times have, um, we told lies to people, especially if, you know, say like, oh, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm just um, going to go next door to the neighbor when in reality, you probably went to the nightclub or you went to the bar or whatever, you know, because the, there, there were times or like, 
there, because there, there were times like I, I think I was the prince of this when it came to um, my own household, but I'm not going to um, share too much of it, but I guess you, you get the point. But let's face it, I mean, I think Lon and Gossip are like kissing cousins. And of course, we're going to get the gossip in just a moment. But, you know, line, you know, about like, you know, your alibi or whatever. And, and, and that's very serious, too. Like it, it, when you're like there's an investigation, if you lie about where your whereabouts have been. You know, it's, you know, like, what is it that it's not just like it's not just the fact that, you know, you damage your like, you know, your your trust and your like your 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 ethic. But also, like, you try to make someone else look bad when you lie about when, when you lie, I and mean, especially like in a work setting. I mean, of course, we talked about it a little a little mo- a little while ago, like, you know, we talked about like, you know, the fair day's wage and everything. I mean, that's also grounds for lying, too. And also, like, and also, too, like, you don't want to lie about your coworker, you know, just so like you can try to get, let's say, like a position at work that they're trying to, you know, compete for. And lying can be involved there. Absolutely. I think lying sometimes now, I'll give you a quick story that I used to tell my daughters because, you know, sometimes people ask questions, frankly, that are nobody's business, you know, whether it be something to do with your health, right? Do you want us to share if somebody asks you something very personal about your health? It's sort of like those HIPAA laws, right? It's not a lie if somebody asks you an inappropriate question. Um, it, does that make sense? Like now I'm going to say something kind of funny and, and maybe you'll laugh, maybe you won't. But I said, if, if somebody asks you what color your underwear are, is it a lie for me to, you know, to not tell them, or is it really just none of their business? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. I used to use well, that to I my mean, dog. I, think, and I, I mean, say, I understand yeah. why would they ask you that question in the first place, but <laughs> right. I'm kidding, but I was trying to think of something there. And I used to use that example with my daughters because there are times that people ask questions that is a lie not to tell something that really is nobody's business, right? So there's a fine line there, right? There's a fine line with things that are very personal, right? Uh, and I just gave health examples. Like, do you want to disclose, like if somebody says, uh, you know, asks you a question about, you know, your last doctor's appointment and what did the doctor tell you? Right. That might not necessarily be something that if you don't tell a friend or neighbor, uh, it, it isn't, I don't think that's a lie. I mean, I think what it is, is that it's, it's boundaries. So there's going to be uh, different gauges and ways that we can just decide, is this truly a lie or is, am I protecting boundaries for private information or whatever for somebody else? And that goes into gossip too, because people can ask questions about somebody else's life to you right? And you may or may not know, say, if there's a neighbor or friend that they're, you know, in trouble with a law or something. Now, I mean, I guess that could be different because when there's a law issue that if it is something that needs to be brought to the police or, or, or authorities, yeah, I mean, it needs to be brought there. Um, but I just mean that some kind of personal matters that aren't really the business of friends and neighbors, if that makes sense. Um, there, We should always when it comes to the protection of, of human life, obviously, if you hear something about another person that threatens their life or someone else's, that's much, much different than it is when you gossip about or lying about someone else's life in a way that you're laughing about it, 
with others joking around about somebody else's sorrow that they've had in their lives or some issue that they had in their family or with friends, uh, then it's, I would say it's none of our business to share that. And that would go into that category of, of gossip. Uh, let's move on to some of the other areas then. Um, so I have the injury of the good name of others. How about that, Mickey? That would be in gossip too. For sure. So, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I mean, I, I think we see this a lot in the media, of course. Well, of course, we look at that whole thing with the Brett Kavanaugh saga in which, you know, of course, you know, the media conspired to try to derail it and all because it was to fit the narrative of the Democratic Party, which is abortion. And, you know, the, the point is, like, why do you want to, like, you know, you know, spread lies about people. I mean, are you jealous of them to be so successful instead of, you know, doing something to, you know, destroy their integrity and character? Why don't you learn from them? Learn how what how, learn what makes them tick. Learn how are they do learn how they're doing things so well at the work environment or even just, you know, life in general. Learn from that instead of trying to, you know, trying to, you know, destroy their their name their integrity and of course you know that's all the whole thing with the whole cancel culture too you know you look at these people like and of course or even just coming up with fake you know just coming up with like fake stories or whatever it's like you're not just only hurting that person but you are also hurting yourself because like, you know people i mean employers they're they're going to look at stuff like this and they're going to ask do i honestly want a a proven liar in the workforce or should I just find someone that that's that's willing to give me 110 percent on the, on a, any given work day? Yeah, absolutely. That good points. Uh, the next one I have here is the ob observance of secrecy when required. How often have people, a friend said, hey, don't tell anybody this. Now, like I said, it's different if it's going to hurt somebody else or themselves. Right. If they said to you, I want to kill myself or that they wanted to harm somebody else, that's different. But if they should, right. I mean, I, absolutely. That, that, I yeah. think that's like, um, to me, I think they're like red flags where you have to like, you know, step in. Yeah, they're red flags. But what if somebody just shares with you something personal about uh, issues that they're having at home or at work or something, and it is really personal. And they say to you, listen, please keep this between us. I, I don't really want the world to know about this one uh, because I'm working through it. And we in turn tell someone else. As soon as we do that, we violated them. I didn't know if you've ever experienced that or seen it happen before. There have been times it has happened. Um, um, the, like one example is really not coming to my, um, my mind at this time, but I mean, I think most of us here one way or another probably have been aware of a certain situation where people have been betrayed so to speak, you know, through like, um, you know, telling the secrets of others. And the other thing too, that I, I would also get, um, I, I also see too, like we're also wearing the, the thing of secrecy. Uh, I, I'm a member of the Knights of Columbus and the we are told to keep a vow of secrecy about the order, so to speak. You know, the minute we are like indoctrinated or I should, I should say initiated rather into 
you know, the fraternity. Unless if it's someone that's like, you know, that's, that's like a, a member of that, of the fraternity as I am. Then, you know, also too, like, you all, there's also the, the issue of confidentiality. So doctors, uh, medical people, they're not allowed to share information like, you know, with like third parties that are not associated with like the patient whatsoever. Let alone the fact too, with like, um, like the court of law is not supposed to, it's not, it's not supposed to, you know, give out like, you know, certain information too. Cause that's cause like you have like, um, you know, there's some like laws that are associated with that. Yeah. Good thoughts to know, because I think in every organization, sometimes there are kind of secrecies, you know, um, within, uh, within business and within the work that we do within family life. You know, there could be even meetings that families have that say, you know what, the world doesn't need to know about this problem that so-and-so is having, keep it secret, right? And as long as, like I said, as long as it's not harming yourself or someone else, then, and if that person is asking and it's reasonable, right? Then that's something that we shouldn't do is to, to uh, disrespect that. Um, we're coming toward the end of the podcast, but the, the last two I have on my list to discuss would be uh, tail bearing. Now, I think that's the same thing as what we've been discussing, anything to do with telling tales about other people uh, just for the sake of entertainment, you know, to entertaining other people uh, through the, the tragedies that happen to other people's lives isn't an entertainment thing. It just isn't. And then the other thing is um, not only the tale bearing, but rash judgment. Now, rash judgment, we can talk about too, because that would be you know, you're not thinking something really through, are you? When you just say something and you did it very fast, very quickly, and you really harmed somebody else or in some way through this commandment of not bearing false witness against your neighbor. Any thoughts? I think you laid it out perfectly, Anne. Also, another thing too, with while we're on the subject of the commandment, um, there's one other thing. I'm not sure if we we discussed it yet, but perjury. Oh yeah. So, so when you um when you so perjury for those of us who don't know, it's a very serious crime. You can be in prison for at least a year, and the definition is you lie under oath. And believe me, you don't have to watch Law and Order to know about this and what the, you know, how stiff this um this crime is but i would promise you a a good lawyer whether it's for the prosecution or defense they find you you lying under oath they're going to get you just like that believe me yeah good that we mentioned that because there's going to be like federal crimes and crimes of the law having to do with all of this and, and this commandment. And then there's everyday things that we do, right? Mm -hmm. That how we talk about other people or rash judgment or, you know, um, lie, sure, yeah. lie about and, something to, to now, others. Understandably too, like we can say like, oh, this person did a wonderful job. Like say like we're, you know, we're praising someone for the awesome work they're doing, like about let's say like cooking or even just like, you know, if they made this, they made that, you know, that's a lot different as long as 
it's actually that person that did it. But then if you say like, oh, and I really like that painting you did there when it's it was supposed to be, um, it was Olivia that actually did it. That, that kind of thing. Right. In other words, you give it's almost like giving credit to somebody else kind of thing, you mean? Got to give credit where credit's due, as the saying goes. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think we did. Honestly, Mickey, I think we did a pretty good job um, going through all of these commandments. Again, we did commandments number five, seven, and eight. So we started out with thou shalt not kill. And then we did that thou shalt not steal. And we ended with thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. So in case you're coming in on this podcast toward the end, go back to the beginning and you can get commandments five, seven, and eight. Now we're, we have one more in this series. This is a series of four, four 10 commandments series. So next time you're going to get number six, which is thou shalt not commit adultery. And you will get number nine, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. And lastly, we will end with thou shalt not cover covet, excuse me, <laughs> thy neighbor's goods. So that's what we'll do on the next one. And um, so we're looking forward to it. Mickey, thank you so much for joining us. For hey, thank you for this. having me. God bless everyone. We will see you next time on the 10 Commandments series podcast for the Families in Crisis, St. Raymond Onatus Foundation podcast series. God bless. See you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, visit nonatus.org or email director.srnf at gmail.com. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147 or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. Did you enjoy this podcast? Listen to other podcasts from Patchwork Heart Ministry by following Patchwork Heart Radio wherever you listen to podcasts.